Kindle Love Stories is excited to share an audio clip of Jill Sanders' new release, Sweet Resolve, out today. Listen now and get your copy. Chapter 1 14 Years Later Amy's heart skipped a beat as she watched the man walk into the conference room. Her presentation had been going smoothly up until that moment. Now, she could only blink and stare at him, as if she'd seen a ghost. Instead of coming in and finding a seat, he'd leaned against the closed door with his arms crossed over his chest. His suit looked expensive, and she could tell that he was comfortable in finer things. His silver-blue eyes bore into her own. He was easily the tallest man in the room, nearing 6'2". His nose was straight, but it was his chin and lips that drew most of her attention. Talk about perfection. How did he get such a good-looking face? His sandy-colored hair was the only part of him that looked disheveled. But since there was a high-wind advisory in effect for that day in the foothills of Colorado... She guessed that he'd just arrived and the wind had had its way with him. Earlier that day, she had taken a few minutes herself, in the ladies' restroom, to put herself back together, after the short walk from her car to the office building of Rocky Mountain Realty, her employer for the last several years. It had taken several seconds of watching him before her mouth started working again. She'd stood in front of the rather large group of employees with her mouth open, blinking at him, before she'd shaken her head and glanced down at her notes. As long as she didn't think about the sexy man leaning against the doorway, or what his presence meant, she felt like she could continue with her presentation. However, after looking down at her notes, the words seemed to float on the paper in front of her. It took all her concentration to continue with her presentation on how to properly enter a listing into their new computer system. She'd headed up this project since she'd been the one to suggest the upgrade to her boss, Gary Bortolo. Gary wasn't only her boss. He had always been a very close friend of her father's. The year she'd been hired at the agency, rumors had spread that she'd gotten the job due to favors. She knew how to handle gossip, and it had taken her less than a year to start climbing the corporate ladder. Now, her office was the second largest in the building, and she was credited for single-handedly turning the agency around. This was just the surface of what she had planned for the agency, especially since she had her eyes on becoming RMR's first partner. If she could persuade Gary to take her on. The rest of her presentation went smoothly, as long as she didn't look at the man standing near the back. Her mind kept running over the same question. What was he doing here? Finally, she shut down her laptop, switching off the projector. Gary was the first one to approach her. Good job, Amy. He smiled and patted her on the shoulder. This system should speed us up as well as stop Leah from losing paperwork. He said the latter part in a whisper as he leaned closer. He nodded toward the older woman, who was the primary cause of all lost paperwork in the agency. Amy couldn't stop her smile or the laughter that came quickly. 
only if she doesn't lose her computer mouse again, she whispered back. He laughed as he looked toward the man who was approaching them. Ah, just in time for introductions. He reached out and shook the man's hand firmly. Glad you can make it. Almost got blown away. The man chuckled, and the sound caused a shiver to run down her spine. She realized her back teeth were clenched, and she had to work to purposely release her jaw. Amy, this is Logan Miller, one of last year's top up-and-coming realtors in Colorado. Gary patted Logan on the shoulder. Not to mention he's my sister's kid. Logan smiled, showing off perfect white teeth, which only caused Amy's eyes to narrow. I'm happy he's finally decided to come work for me. Gary patted him on the back again. I want the two of you to work closely for the next several months. We have some big projects coming up and we need the extra help. She nodded and looked down to see Logan's hand stretched out toward her. It took all her willpower to raise her hand and shake his. She tried to pull it away quickly, but he held on to it and smiled a little more at her. Nice to meet you, Amy. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy working with you. She tugged her hand free. I... She felt her chest grow tight and looked around for an escape only to blurt out. I need to go to the restroom. Her cheeks heated once the words left her mouth, so she gathered up her laptop quickly. When she turned to leave, she watched as Gary started making his way around the room, introducing her nemesis to the entire workforce at RMR. Her eyes met Logan's as she pushed through the doorway. She thought she saw his smile grow, but didn't linger to make sure. She rushed back to her office and dumped her computer, then glanced at her clock and wished more than anything that she didn't have another hour before she could clock out. Picking up her cell phone, she texted Kristen and told her she needed to stop by her place after work. I'll be there. Is everything okay? Kristen texted back. Just be there, please, she responded. Always, her friend answered. She felt her eyes sting and took a couple of deep breaths to clear her mind. Why hadn't she known that Logan Miller was Gary's nephew? She knew that Golden was a small town, and after living here her entire life, she knew that almost everyone was related to someone she knew. She sat down hard in her leather chair. Closing her eyes, she started swiveling her chair around and tried not to think of the possibility that Gary was bringing Logan in to take over the business. For months now, she'd been thinking that she finally had a shot at persuading Gary to take her on as a partner. He'd even given her hints that he was looking for someone to help relieve some of the burden of running the place by himself. Had he been talking about Logan all along? She opened her eyes and felt her heart sink, then gasped when she saw Logan standing on the other side of her desk. He had a box of things in his hands, and he was smiling at her again. Sorry, didn't mean to startle you. She sat up, making sure to straighten her shoulders. No, you didn't. How can I help you? He glanced around. Um... It looks like we're roommates for a while. 
What? She almost jumped out of her chair. At least until they find a place for me. Gary told me to park it there. He nodded over to the left corner of her office, where a smaller desk sat. She used the spot occasionally, and even had an intern from the local high school who came in once a week and worked there. She motioned for him to go ahead, then spun around to work on her computer. She tried to keep herself busy for a while. The next time she glanced down at her watch, she almost groaned with frustration. Only five minutes had passed. Glancing at Logan from the corner of her eye, she watched as he set up his corporate-assigned laptop. So, what made you choose the Natel system? His voice almost made her jump. She turned her chair toward him, her eyebrows shooting up. It's the best system for what we do. Still, it's one of the most expensive out there. It wasn't something she hadn't heard before, or thought of herself, but she still believed in her research. She shrugged. It will easily pay for itself within a year. We'll see. He turned back to his computer, and she felt like throwing something at the back of his head. Why was he messing with her? Did he think he could just pick up where he'd left off years ago? At this point, he hadn't even given her any clue that he knew who she was or remembered her. Had he? She remembered the day she'd gone to school and found out that he'd moved away. It had been the best day of her junior high life. Now he was back, and she had no doubt that her life was going to take a turn for the worse. Even if he didn't remember their past, she knew he was trouble. She desperately wished for her friend's advice and mentally counted down the seconds as she pretended to be busy on her computer. At 4.30 sharp, she started collecting her things. Her eyes moved over to where Logan sat with his back toward her as he punched away on his computer. She knew he was faking it since it was his first day on the job. What could he possibly have to do? She took a step closer to him so she could get a better look at his screen over his shoulder. He was working on an email. Then she noticed to whom he was sending the long message, and she felt her body vibrate with anger. Why are you emailing Mr. Kent? He glanced over his shoulder at her, his fingers only pausing on his keyboard. Because his contract was missing the disclosures. No, they weren't. She took another step closer to him. Yes. He stopped typing and turned toward her. They were. His lips curled up in a slight smile. She crossed her arms over her chest. I hand-delivered them to him on Monday. Then you forgot to put a signed copy in his file. He leaned back in the small chair, watching her. She sighed, knowing exactly where the paperwork had gone astray. I'll deal with it. His eyebrows shot up in question. Do not send that email. I'll see to getting the paperwork in his file myself. She turned to do just that, but his voice interrupted her. If there's dead weight in the agency... 
She spun around quickly and stormed over to him. There isn't. Everyone here pulls his or her own weight. He waited a moment, then nodded slowly. Fine. Have it your way. She looked down at him, then turned toward the door. She stopped with her hand on the handle. Something nagged at the back of her mind. Why was he here, and more importantly, why now? What are you doing here? She asked, not looking back at him. Same as you, I suppose. She turned toward him to question him further, but then he continued. It's the best move for my career. RMR is a good, solid agency. There's great potential here. She couldn't have argued that point, not since she believed it herself. Turning, she opened the door and rushed out to find where Leah had misplaced Mr. Kent's disclosures. Can you believe it? Amy almost screamed. Her fingers were deep in her long hair, and for a moment she felt like pulling it all out. Calm down. Kristen said, leaning back on the large sofa. Take a deep breath and start at the beginning. Amy closed her eyes, took a deep breath, and then opened them again and started babbling. Kristen interrupted her halfway through her story. Okay. She walked over and took her friend by the shoulders. First off, who's Logan? Amy blinked at her a few times. Logan Miller. She paused, waiting for recognition to cross her friend's eyes. When none came, she continued. From junior high school. She paused again, and still Kristen didn't seem to know whom she meant. Bully Logan Miller. She watched Kristen's eyes sharpen. Logan? From school? Itching powder Logan. Amy nodded. What about him? Kristen asked. He's my new partner. Kristen coughed and almost choked on air. Amy slapped her on the back several times. What? Kristen finally squeaked out. At work. Gary brought him in to be my partner. I'll be working side by side with him for the next several months. Amy dropped her arms and started pacing again. Several months of that man. Gary better retire and leave that business to me. That's all I'm saying. Amy turned and swung her hands around. If not, she tried very hard to steady her anger and fears. Kristen started laughing. Logan Miller is your new partner? Amy's eyes got big. Hello? She waved her arms around again. That's what I've been telling you for the last half hour. Oh, that's rich. Amy stood back as Kristen continued laughing. It's not that funny. She frowned down at her friend. Can you believe the man didn't even recognize me? At least he'd acted like he hadn't recognized her. Maybe this was just another one of his games. Well, yeah, Kristen nodded. Look at you. You're hot. She smiled when Amy glared at her, 
I just mean that you've changed so much. Plus, everyone calls you Amy now, not Amelia. And you did change your last name when your parents got divorced. You're Amy Walker now, not Amelia Craig. Still, the least he could have done was remember the person he used to torture every waking moment of every miserable day of his youth. Kristen gasped. Oh! She started walking around the room, much as Amy had been doing a few moments ago. What? Amy followed her. What? She kept demanding, as Kristen repeatedly said, Oh. Amy was a good deal taller than Kristen. With her long stride, she kept having to avoid stepping on the back of Kristen's feet as they walked. Then Kristen stopped, and Amy bumped into her. Kristen turned and grabbed Amy's shoulders. How about we use this temporary memory lapse of his to our advantage? What? Amy asked, looking down at her. What would you say to getting even? A bottle of wine later... They had compiled a list of the top ten infractions Logan was guilty of in their youth, which didn't help Amy since she was unsure how she was going to get even with him for any of them. Promise me you'll think about it, Kristen said, pacing the rug. I mean, do you remember the time he sat behind you on the bus and then accidentally sneezed, causing his gum to fly out of his mouth and straight into your hair? Amy reached back and touched the spot she'd had to cut out. Fine, I'll think about it. Amy looked down at the list and frowned. I'm just not sure there is any way to do any of this to him. Kristen smiled. When the time is right, you'll know. Just promise me that if you can, you'll take the chance. When did you become so vicious? Amy asked. When I watched a 12-year-old boy push my best friend into a frozen pond. Kristen returned to the sofa next to Amy. Amy remembered how Logan had lost his balance on the school hike. He didn't exactly push me. She could still recall how cold the water was and the flu she'd had because of the dip. No, but he didn't help you out of the frozen mess either. Amy watched as Kristen's frown deepened. Amy knew her friend too well to know Kristen wasn't going to let go of this plot for revenge now. Amy thought about it and finally gave in. Fine. If the occasion arises, I'll consider doing something in retaliation. She doubted she would have the guts to do anything besides making a list and dreaming about revenge. Kristen crossed her arms and gave her one of the most stern looks. Fine! Amy threw up her hands. I'll do it!